Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and good morning. How are you doing today, Nora? I'm doing well. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. I'm so proud of you for helping to put this book together. And the reason why is because this book is going to change the world in so many ways. Because this, what, what mm. Muhammad went through is going to inspire children in Ukraine and even in Russia to be able to take those digital devices and create real honest-to-God stories. And this book right here is, is a picture book that opens up that imagination. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. Well, I mean, we live in this age when I wish I would have had the digital stuff that, that they have today when I was a kid, because, I mean, people that are born into broadcasting, it's, it, people don't just say, I'm going to go get a job. This this gentleman here inspires me as an adult. The chances he took, the stories he put out there. Mm-hmm. He was really born to do this. I really do think so. Absolutely. What is he like? In, in, in when, when, you, when you're right there in that moment of sharing the story, what is it like for you and what is it like for him? He is such an incredible force of nature. Mm-hmm. He is relentlessly hopeful, even in these dark, dark moments. And he really believes that by telling the truth about what is happening in Syria, something good can come of it. And some of that he's had to reckon with as he's gotten older, you know, that has transitioned from a child's naivete, which is shown in the book, to a more robust adult understanding of of the realities of, of how media works and how the world works. And even as a kid, he was pretty cagey almost about recognizing that by sharing children's stories that the international community might have a little bit more sympathy and might be a little more interesting and interested in hearing those stories. And so he has really just, um, just been such a force. Is that the reason why it's a graphic novel? Because he is interested in, in sharing the children's stories? It is. And, and I think a big piece of the graphic novel as well is that so much of what he was sharing from the very beginning was in visuals. It was these photos and videos. And there's something about seeing what is really happening in Syria that really makes all the difference. You know, what's really interesting about this is that it's the, you know, so many um, adults as well as young adults are, are into the comics and things like that. I, you talk about reaching out there to a connection because somebody's going to pick up this book and, and they're going to get into this. And for the first time in their life, they're going to realize that that life in Syria is not the five o'clock news. There are real human beings mm-hmm. over there with emotions. Absolutely. And that was a huge piece of this. I'm glad you picked up on that, that we, we get so caught up in statistics and in the fact that, you know, X number of people died today in Syria. 
where in reality, every single one of those people has a community and a family and friends and the impact of each one of those deaths or injuries or traumatic moments reaches far beyond that that we can see from a distance. And also that Syria is a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. country with a rich heritage and a rich culture, and that it's not just war all the time. And so the book really shows some of that, some of those lighter moments as well. And isn't that weird how we in the Western culture, we all think of nothing but those buildings that are blown apart and, and the darkness and stuff. Even even the movies that they, they make and stuff like that don't really paint that beautiful picture. But yet you open this book and it's a different story. Exactly. And I, I'm really glad that that came through. And a big piece of that also with our incredible illustrator, Julie Robin, who is just really talented at capturing not only the accuracy of the setting and the people, but also that emotional truth that I think really comes through in the book and those those universal emotions that we all can resonate with. Muhammad's a very gutsy little guy. And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, even his friends were questioning, you put your face on there? They saw your face on Facebook? What's, mm-hmm. you know I mean? They questioned him. And, and it really opened up my heart because it's like, oh, where we take it as just a normal thing here in the States, it's it's a much different thing over in Syria. Mm-hmm. It, absolutely. And and I think it it the power of that can't be understated. Right, right, right. You know, the, the, the emotions that, you know, when you sat down with, with Julie, I mean, a, a, a picture paints a thousand words. And, and I love the fact that you didn't overbear the, the, the storyline with, with, the, with the bubbles and things like that. I mean, I can sit here and look at the celebration with the balloons and everything where, where, and, and, and to see how and the, the facial mm. expressions. I don't need words all the time. And you have an, a beautiful balance of all of that. Thank you. That was something that we really worked hard to achieve. And we actually really stripped out a lot of text as we went through the editorial process. So where does it grow from here? I mean, because one of the things, I mean, I mean we, you can read the book, you put the book aside, but the teaching has got to begin. In other words, is, is there going to be, because I mean, the book he is continuing on his social media, on his Twitter, his YouTube, uh, to tell the stories of people not only in Syria, but around the world. He did yeah. a lot of work with Palestine earlier this year and with the conflict in Ukraine. And he is continuing to tell these very, very, very important stories and encouraging everyone, especially young people, to tell the stories of their own communities and to never think that they have to wait until they're adults to be able to do so. Have you changed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, getting to know Muhammad and his whole family has been absolutely life-changing for me. His older brother and sister are two of my very close friends now. They're about my age. And I got to visit them in Istanbul. I've gotten to get to know the level of trauma they have been through and yet the hope that they still have moving forward. Um, we our, our stories are always going to be intertwined. Um, and I'm just so grateful to them for trusting me also to help tell their story. To have this kind of love for the community that Muhammad has, it's, it's one of those, does he ever sit back and think, I hope there's something here that will inspire young adults that there's more to life than a TikTok video, that really, that it, it, maybe it's time to start growing in a story form. Mm, that's really interesting. I think so. And I think the idea that we're all going through things and they don't all have to be on the level of the conflict in Syria to be really traumatic and hurtful and hard 
And what, what he has said to me is that he hopes people take away from this book that no matter what struggle you're going through, there can be hope on the other side. And in a time where mental health levels among kids are, are so difficult, you know, maintaining that hope is very important. I heard a quote last night from a movie, and, and the quote really kind of um, fits right into what, what, what Muhammad is doing with, with his journey. And that is is that in wars past, it was always we were trying to save the world. And then all of a sudden, it, as, as of lately, it just seems like we're all going in there with, with personal interests. Muhammad is saying, no, no, we can save the world. We got to get out there and do it. Absolutely. But that's that's a big step. I mean, we're we're talking about. A young, I mean, I got into radio when I was fourteen. I was way over my head. But but the, but but this this storyline here is is telling me that he he's you know the Dalai Lama will tell you he's probably lived this life before. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, he is he is very. I, sometimes I don't like the word precocious, but he like, mm-hmm. is very precocious and very advanced for his age. And you know, he just turned twenty, and seeing the path forward for him, I think. The, the sky is the limit on what he can achieve next. His relationship with him, I'm, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, Salim. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to, yeah. to, to, to show Salim as, as an injured friend. So, you know, it, it's like we, we don't see our, our own friends here in the States that way, but this right here is, and it just shows the compassion that Muhammad has. He does. He is, he is incredibly compassionate, and he is able to also see really the, the reality of the situation that these injuries are happening all around them. And so to a certain extent, it's a little bit easier to witness that when you've become kind of desensitized to it. But then when it's actually your friend, mm-hmm. it does make it a lot harder. And being able to bear witness to that and not kind of run away is, is tough. It's so interesting. You you said that he's twenty years old. I mean, he's he's still he's still just a baby inside my heart. But yet, but he's yeah. doing things that that's changing. How has the war changed him? And does does he at that age does he ha, does, is he going through PTSD? Because I mean, he's living in a mm. state of war. Yeah, I think he and his family and and anyone who has been through the depth of trauma they have been through um, absolutely have to live with the effects of that trauma long term. Um, I mean, I remember they they told me about when they first moved to Istanbul, they were living in an apartment under the flight path to the airport and just hearing the sound and the drone of planes after having been attacked by airstrikes was incredibly traumatic and that's the scene in, in the book as well um and so they absolutely are living with those after effects and their commitment is to be using that for continued good and for continued learning and lessons in the past couple of years many young adults have been given places to share their messages stages and platforms is is he going to share one because i mean don't i think his voice needs to be heard as well to hear that compassion from his soul uh, absolutely. And, and he has been, um, he, he's had really great opportunities to speak to large audiences uh, in, a, in a variety of, of forums. He's been working a lot with Amnesty International and Angelina Jolie on a project uh, that, that's in that realm. Um, but I think really in his heart, it's the direct speaking to people through his own social media and just that unfiltered view, which is something that's incredible about being able to do it just directly through social media. 
Oh, my God. He's such an inspiration. Such an inspiration. you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open. And let me ask you a question. There's got to be other ones that you're going to tap into and, and, and to write with. There, there are so many stories out there that we don't know. What is your next step? Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm really uh, passionate about and helping kind of provide that bridge between people whose stories so deserve to be told and heard and then those who don't necessarily have the resources to uh, put together their own book proposal, for example. Um, And so that's an area that I'm really interested in. Um, My next book is an adult book um, about the white nationalist riot in Charlottesville in 2017 and telling the story of the activists, many of whom are women of color who... um, really led the the fight against white supremacy in Charlottesville. I, I hope to, I, that we get to talk again, because I know that you're going to put I the truth on the street. I mean, you, you just have this way of bringing out truth with, without injury. That's what I mean. In other words, you don't go into it to seek the truth as a way of saying, well, see, see, see. You go in there to help educate the reader so that we mm-hmm. have compassion for the community. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I'm looking forward to that conversation, Nora. Thank you. I I appreciate that, and I look forward to it as well. Absolutely. You be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye.